Hello Saints, Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom he died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the word of God, regardless of who gets offended or not, in Jesus' name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. There are places in the body of Christ where it's possible that, well, it's definite that women are being put in bondage in in some ways. And also other places where women are being allowed to function or act outside of the God-ordained, biblically stated role for women. So you got both going on and we can only discern or rightly divide if we study to show ourselves approved unto God. I mean, we must get in the Word of God and learn it more perfectly and dialogue in grace and love with other believers because iron sharpens iron and learn you know and don't be so prideful about some standpoint you've adopted in your life and you know that's your identity no your identity is Jesus Christ a nail scarred risen savior and his word and we're learning that word more perfectly so let's be humble and teachable we can all learn more and let that be today let's learn of him sometimes that comes through other Christian people the Lord uses given scripture for us to look at and then you believe the word of God and you change your ways and change your thinking to conform to Christ who is the word of God and who gave us his word. There are women that are running around all over the internet calling themselves bishops, apostles, prophets, pastors. If you're on Facebook, they're all over the place there. Now, now this is not only ridiculous, it's forbidden by God himself and anyone who has a problem with God Almighty, God forbid, forbidding that women be called these titles. Men Men should not even be running around calling themselves these titles. I didn't say there aren't functions for men to fulfill as stated in the Word of God, but they don't need the title. They just need to do the work. So anybody that has a problem with this and these things or any part of the Word of God, then they've got a problem with the Lord. If a woman can be the husband of one wife, quote unquote, 1 Timothy 3, 2, then she can function as an elder in the body of Christ. Otherwise, she can't. Now, you and I both know that a woman can't be a husband, so she's disqualified from filling certain roles. And guess why? Is that so God can just restrict her? No, that's so he can protect her. Something happened after the fall, as you can read about in Genesis 3. And women are to be protected by the truth and by men around them obeying the truth and by those women obeying the truth of God. Okay, let's look at Titus 2, verse 3 through 5, our passage here. Titus 2, 3 through 5 says that the aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness. So he's talking about the older women. I always thought about that being like women that are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. No, not I don't I don't necessarily know that that's that that applies to them, obviously. But the older women, the aged likewise women, in other words, by age, like if a woman's 20, a godly woman, she can teach to 12 and 15 and 17 and and younger girls these things just the same. That would apply to those women of every age to teach the younger women. The aged women 
women likewise, Titus 2, 3 through 5, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine. Dare I say they can have a sip or glass of wine, but not be given to too much wine. Teachers of good things. What women, all women are to be. They're to be teachers of good things, in particular in this context of verse 3, that you're to lead by example the younger women, women that are younger than you. Whatever their age may be, if it's younger than your age, then you should be being an example. You should be of good behavior, that which becometh holiness, it says here, not falsely accusing other people, not getting drunk, not giving to much wine. Teachers of good things. Teach the good things. All the good things God's teaching you and has taught you. And it's a living revelation in reality in your life. Teach it to other young women. Hallelujah. That they may teach the young women to be sober. Here's specifically what women are to teach those younger women, women younger than them, not men, but the younger women, to be sober, to be sober. That would go with not being given to much wine, not always having to have a drink or not overusing or abusing alcohol if you even partake of a sip here or there or a glass of wine with dinner or whatever. Okay, teach the younger women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their husbands, to love their husbands, to love their husbands. I can tell you there's nothing more beautiful than when a woman loves her husband and her husband, the husband loves the woman. It's a picture of Christ and his church, Ephesians 5 teaches. That they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to love their children. Oh gosh, folks, children need our love. Our children need our love. Our children don't need us to be so involved in some electronic piece of equipment that we carry around that we spend more time texting or uh, watching something on the computer or the TV or whatever preoccupied than we do in their face being communicating with them and enjoying them and drinking in every moment before they go to bed. If you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about, how absolutely beautiful. There's no words for how beautiful our children are to us and we're to let that manifest by putting other stuff aside, turning off the phone, turning off the TV, whatever it takes to cut away and weed out the things that are distracting and hindering us from loving our children, which is spelled quality time together. And remember, folks, our children will only be the age they are today once, and that's today. So we're to redeem the time for the, the days are evil. Verse 5, the last verse in this passage. Women are to teach women younger than them to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, to be discreet, to be chaste, to be holy and moderate, and to be keepers at home. You can study each word here. That would be a good thing to study of this passage, Titus 2, 3 through 5. I'm not taking a whole lot of time on every instruction here, but we're going over them. That's a starting point. Keepers at home. Keepers at home. Women are to be keepers at home. Women are to be keepers at home. Good. Obedient to their own husbands. Obedient to their own husbands. Just sometimes, ladies, just whatever he says, as long as it's not against the will of God, just do it. You're obeying God by doing it. You're doing it as unto the Lord, but you don't understand. He did this and he acts like, listen, God is our judge, not our husband, not our wife, for those that are married. Obedient to their own husband. Women are to be obedient to their own husband. Obviously, I know that doesn't mean to do something that violates God's word, but otherwise women are to be obedient to their own husbands, especially if you got a godly husband. And a lot of times women think that they know better than their husband, and perhaps they do sometimes. But still, you're not to use 
usurp authority over him and over the headship role God put him in. That the word of God be not blasphemed. That's how the passage ends. Now, according to this important passage that is addressed to women specifically, the apostle teaches us here by the Holy Spirit's inspiration that women are to teach the women younger than they are to do what? To be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, to be chaste, to be keepers at home, to be good, to be obedient to their own husbands. That's what that passage teaches us there, Titus 2, 3 through 5. Okay, women who are teaching other women to love their husbands and to admire them are doing the work of the Lord, according to this passage. They are actually teaching biblical womanhood, unlike most women's ministries today. Women who are teaching these things, any and all of them, teaching other women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, to be chaste, to be keepers at home, to be good, to be obedient to their own husbands. Those women are in the will of God. In fact, ladies, if you want to get in the will of God, it's laid out here for you in Titus 2, 3 through 5, and God's going to lay up treasure for you in heaven and be very well pleased in you as you teach other women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, to be chaste, to be keepers at home, to be good, to be obedient to their own husbands. That Bible clearly tells us that you are going to be well pleasing to the Lord. You're fulfilling his will and you're being a blessing when you teach other women these things that are specifically given here for you to teach them. Every man, by the way, ladies, you know, one of these things here is to teach women that are married to love their husband and those that are preparing to be married one day that they learn in their mind that they are to love their husbands. Every man craves this love from their wife. And yet the adulterous woman, as seen in Proverbs 7, tries to entice the man out of his marriage relationship and commitment. Jezebel or this seductive woman, adulterous woman that are all over the place here in our day in the work world and the world all over. They're all over media, etc. They're enticing the man to commit adultery, to break up that family unit, to bring destruction to individuals and families and cities, states and nations and provinces. Amen. That's what Satan's design is through the adulterous woman as is depicted in Proverbs chapter 7. Satan tempts the man. This is why it's so important that godly women love their husbands so they're secure and safe in that love and vice versa that godly men cherish, the Bible says, their wives and nurture them and protect them and love them as Christ loved the church. Amen? Lay down their lives, set everything aside for their wife to love and nurture and bless her. Hallelujah. But in this particular passage, women are told to teach other women to love their husbands. And, you know, if you kind of look at a, a little bit larger view of how this all works together with the whole of the Word of God, Satan entices men constantly to commit adultery and to break up their marriage and destroy them. And so one of the protective mechanisms that God put in order is for women to love their husbands. And when they do, then Satan's going to be on the outside. In fact, Paul gives clear instruction in 1 Corinthians 7, right in the beginning of that chapter, about only for a time of fasting and prayer, our husbands and wives to not enjoy the intimacy in marriage that God ordained and delights in. 
designed so that Satan won't be able to tempt you due to your incontingency. That's a beautiful word. It simply means your lack of ability to restrain yourselves. So that clearly indicates that people who aren't being loved by their wife, being loved by their husband, the husband's not loving the wife like he should, the, the wife is not loving the husband like he should, and that it would include the marriage bed. If they are vulnerable, they are vulnerable to Satan himself. And Paul even uses, even states, it's Satan that will tempt you for your lack of ability to restrain yourself. So you have to keep him on the outside by coming together on a regular, always basis. You married couples know exactly what I'm talking about. According to the Word of God in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 1 through 5, don't ever withhold, don't ever manipulate, no matter what. Satan tempts men every day, tempts women too. We're all human. We're all in the creation and the image of God. And Satan is our enemy. He's God's enemy. And him and his evil spirits tempt men daily using ungodly women to violate the marriage covenant. And when women are loving their husbands, then that man is in a position of strength and nurtured and very much able to overcome the temptations of the whorish woman. You see, the men that are being loved by their wives are in a position of strength because their, their wives are admiring, they're respecting them, they're loving them as the scriptures clearly instruct us they are to do here in Titus 2, 3 through 5. This teaching, that is, for women to admire, to elevate, to, to love their husbands, to respect them, is rare. It's so very rare. I mean, now as you're hearing these words and us just going over this scripture in a very humble manner, then you're you're probably saying, wow, I've never heard this teaching. This is right in the Bible. You know, and that's what Satan wants. That's how much Jezebel has a stranglehold on that which calls itself the church today. It's pitiful. It's absolutely epidemic also. Okay, men want their lady, their wife, to respect and admire them. That's how God made men. They don't want to be disrespected by their wife, by her gestures or attitudes or her words or any other thing. This is exactly why the Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians 5.33 that the wife is to see that she reverence her husband. That's Ephesians 5.33. If another woman will, think about it, ladies, if another woman will respect and admire your husband, he may very well be more vulnerable to it if he's not getting that reverence at home from his wife. If he gives way to it, he's absolutely at fault. There's no excuse in any for anyone sinning, period. And, and yet, the woman that didn't love her husband, perhaps, now, there are some women that love their husband absolutely as well as it can be done, and those men still go out and sin, and vice versa. That's not their fault. They did what God called them to do, and they're accountable to the Lord, and were victimized by the sin of another person. And that's tragic, but it's true. Okay, so if another woman comes in, though, and she's throwing little admiration looks and, and compliments to a married man, she's tempting him to alienate his affections away from God and away from his wife and on to her. And Satan's using her as his bait. You see this? And yet a man who's loved well by his wife is much more in a position of strength to overcome and to get away from that temptation. And the same is true for the woman who is loved well and cherished by her husband. Do you see, though, that how our disobedience, as we close here, can lead others to fall? It's very crucial that we obey God because it does involve other people, whether we like it or not. And may God bless his men, those men that he saved, to be crucified with Christ and to cherish their wives and to, to give their lives for their wives and for godly women everywhere. The prayer here right now is that they would be blessed to walk in the Spirit and to walk in the Word 
Word of God and have the character of Christ formed in them, to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, to be chaste, to be keepers at home, to be good, to be obedient to their own husbands. God bless you, friend. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered, scripture-rich, edifying podcasts on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several many books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners are being reached every month, and your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting, and feel free to visit our donate page on the site, and you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon, and you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so and a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country and all over the world. And may God be praised that there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say, together in the words of Revelation 22. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen.